What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sports Ethos 76ers podcast. I'm your host, Adam Sherman, and yeah, this has been a pretty rough start to the season for a team with uh, title aspirations, but it's still very early. There's been some good signs, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, Last time where we left off, uh, the Sixers had just gotten their first win against a rough Indiana Pacers team, and uh, the Sixers then next game against Toronto on the road. And they dropped this one, uh, losing by 10 points, 119 to 109. Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid both putting up 31 points. And this was a game where the defense just looked horrendous. The Raptors' ball movement is incredible. They're well coached by Nick Nurse. Yeah, you can give them all their props, but the Sixers looked lazy. Uh, There was like no help defense. There was no communication, it appeared. And the Sixers just honestly looked lost on that end of the floor. They let Gary Trent Jr. go for 27 points uh, to go along with five threes. Um, Yeah, it was just a hard game to watch, honestly. Sixers pulled back into it, and it was a close game for a majority of the game, but they just could not get stops down the stretch, and allowing 119 points uh, in any game isn't great, uh, especially to a team with not a lot of star power, letting Gary Trent Jr. score 27, Siakam scoring 20. Uh, Their whole starting lineup scored at least 15 points, along with 13 off the bench from Boucher. So really just a balanced effort. There wasn't one player that was absolutely torching the Sixers necessarily, but they really just could not seem to find a groove on defense. Um, You know, the offense, 109 points, not a bad game, uh, especially when you get 31 from Embiid and Maxi. Harden added 18 points. Didn't shoot a lot, just shooting 5 for 12 from the field. But again, the bench really lacking in scoring. De'Anthony Melton did contribute 12, but aside from that, just 6 points coming off the bench. And... This is just, you know, compliments their ugly start to the season, honestly. Um, Joel Embiid did have a good game, so uh, that's at least a nice little nice little glimpse into, into some hope. But Tobias Harris just scoring three points. He did have eight boards and six assists, but, you know, I know Tobias Harris now, fourth scoring option, but three points is pretty unacceptable, especially in a game like this. So just a rough one, but the Sixers did have a chance to bounce back against the Raptors, and they did get a win winning 112 to 90. So the big story of this game was that the defense improved significantly. And the other big story was that Joel Embiid was out, which opened the way for Tyrese Maxey to get his career high in points with 44. Tyrese Maxey was an absolute flamethrower in this one, starting the game seven for seven from three, crazy first half, finishing with 44, 15 for 20 from the field and nine for 12 from three. So, you know, Tyrese Maxey's potential is just off the charts. And this game just showed how good Tyrese Maxey is. This was probably the best game of his professional career. I mean, at least scoring wise, it was. And it was just unbelievable to watch Tyrese Maxey work out there. Um, Aside from Maxey, James Harden only putting up 11, uh, only putting up nine shots in this game, which is very interesting, especially without uh, Joel Embiid. Anthony Melton putting up 13 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, so a balanced game for Melton uh, entering the starting lineup and also contributing 5 steals. So Melton has done pretty much exactly what the Sixers had hoped for him to do when they brought him in in that draft night trade. So no complaints on Anthony Melton. He has looked like an absolute dog, living up to that nickname once again, uh, Mr. Do Something. So it's really nice to have a player like that on the Sixers. It seems like we've been lacking that for a long time. Tobias Harris putting up 13 points, so, you know, nothing special. But the bench actually contributed uh, a decent amount. Montrose Harrell with nine. Matisse Stiebel actually uh, contributing two threes. He's starting to see some more minutes. George Niang, five as well. But, you know, not the ideal bench performance. But luckily, Tyrese Maxey was able to just accelerate the Sixers through this one. Um, the Sixers shot 
pretty well as a team, 52% to the Raptors, 38, a huge difference. Uh, the Raptors shot nine for 39 from three in this one. So missing a lot of open looks, but also some good contests, um, a good change in the game plan. You know, you just saw the Raptors. They just torched you from three with, as I mentioned, with Gary Trent uh, the night before. So yeah, it was really nice to see that bounce back win um, from Doc. You know, good coaching adjustments, especially without Joel Embiid. Um, and then they go on the road to Chicago. We all know Joel Embiid owns the Chicago Bulls. So the Sixers did end up pulling this one out. Joel Embiid finishing, coming back. Uh, he was out last game, by the way, with uh, some knee soreness, recovery, you know, the the generic answer for, for rest pretty much. But Joel came back in this one with 25 points, 7 boards, shooting 9 for 15. So, you know, not a lot of shots going up in this one from Joel. Um, but... Good enough for the Sixers win. James Harden contributing 15 points and 11 assists to go along with six boards. But two for 13 shooting was absolutely putrid in this one. Uh, luckily, Joel Embiid was able to make up for it. And uh, from the bench, a big contribution from uh, Bang Bang George Niang with 15 points, shooting six for eight from the floor to go along with three threes. George Niang has been really hot recently. That's just a player the Sixers really got to utilize. Uh, you know, He has to just play his role, stand there, hit his open threes, because we don't have many of those. Just straight snipers, especially from that forward position. So, you know, the Niang defense isn't ideal, but uh, he's actually been playing really hard recently and uh, knocking down his shots. So, can't complain. And DeAnthony Melton, once again, putting up double digit points off the bench, just 10, but altogether a pretty good effort. Didn't let, you know, DeRozan or, or Zach Levine absolutely take over this game, which was definitely a concern. They're both super talented players. Um, Vucevic honestly looked like the best player with uh, 23 points, 19 boards. So just a little bit concerning seeing uh, Joel Embiid let up these big games to these these centers, especially when they're like Nikola Vucevic, you know, not not super great. I mean, Vucevic has been an all-star, but you know, that's a matchup you expect Joel to absolutely dominate, especially because his lack of defense. But anyway, the Sixers get the win. That's their first time winning two games in a row in the young season. And they will move on to go to Washington, D.C. to play the Wizards. The Sixers are able to get a win here without Joel Embiid once again. He was out due to a non-COVID illness. Tyrese Maxey steps up in a big way with Joel out once again, scoring 28 points, shooting 12 for 22 from the field. So a good game for Maxey. Uh, James Harden was really the star in this one, though, with 23 points, 7 boards, and 17 assists. A career high for James Harden. He was just absolutely facilitating out there. Uh, really led the Sixers to this win. An incredible game for him. Um, you know, other contributions from the starters, all starters were uh, in double-digit figures with DeAnthony Melton scoring 16 points, uh, P.J. Tucker contributing 13, so his best offensive game in the season, Tobias Harris with 16 points to go along with his four steals, some great defense from Toby bringing us back to the playoffs a little bit. Um, from the bench, you got George Niang putting up four threes, 12 points, so Niang continuing to stay hot, Montrez with seven points, uh, and that's kind of it. This game was... Uh, you know, not the most exciting, honestly. Uh, James Harden just absolutely dictated the flow of this game, uh, allowed the Sixers to get this win, and uh, honestly did a really good job on their guards. You know, without Joel out, you know, 7-3 Porzingis is going to be a problem, and he certainly was. 32 points and 9 boards for Porzingis. Uh, he looked really, really good in this one, but, you know, you can't expect a 6-5 P.J. Tucker to really clamp down on a 7-foot-3 center. But nonetheless, 
This was still a very good win for the Sixers, and they would go on to play the Wizards one more time, this time at home. Joel Embiid's still out with the COVID illness, or the non-COVID illness, excuse me, but the Sixers would actually drop this game. Uh, Porzingis was just too much to handle in this one. Another 30-point performance, and... You know, he also contributed three blocks. The Sixers looked kind of scared to go in the paint against him. And uh, ultimately, this led to the Wizards just pretty much out-hustling, out, you know, they were more physical. They were the, the better team, especially down the end, the stretch of this game. But Tyrese Maxey still with an incredible performance, uh, 32 points, 11 for 20 shooting. And it has been absolutely incredible to see what Tyrese Maxey has done when Joel Embiid has not played. Look, Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate, one of the best players in basketball. But it's nice as a Sixers fan to see you have a player who's going out here and dropping 30 points when your superstar is out. And, you know, if Joel Embiid does happen to go out for whatever it may be, you know, he has a minor injury and they don't want to risk it. You can afford to rest Joel more and more after seeing Tyrese Maxey's level of production with him out. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you need Joel Embiid healthy for the playoffs, of course. But, you know, in the regular season... Joel Embiid has played through significant injuries in the past that, that he should not have been playing through. So now having James Harden, having Tyrese Maxey, even having guys like P.J. Tucker, Montrezl Harrell, you know, you don't really have the size to compete with the starting centers of the other teams, but you got the physicality and you got the toughness. So, you know, now I think the Sixers are definitely going to be uh, more inviting of sitting Joel Embiid for these games where it's 50-50. And if you see a questionable tag next to Joel's name, I think it's going to start to be more and more likely that he's not going to play. But nonetheless, not having Joel obviously is never beneficial, you know, even if we're winning games. We just ideally want to see this team out on the court winning together. And that's something we have not seen a lot of this season. There have been very few games where we've had a fully healthy roster. And out of those games, um, you know, pitchers have only won two games with Joel Embiid playing. They're four and five on the season. Um, they've won the two games without Joel uh, against both Toronto and Washington. And Honestly, the Sixers have been playing better team basketball when Joel Embiid is not on the floor. And I'm not saying that Joel Embiid is, is, you know, bad for this team by any means. Of course he's not. But it's a little bit concerning to see the lack of chemistry with your, your MVP on the floor. And, you know, Tyrese Maxey gives up the ball more. Uh, James Harden gives up the ball more. But I just feel like the flow of the game is, is worse. It's slower. Um, I feel like players hustle more when Joel is out. I don't know if that's because they think it's going to be a harder game and they need to earn, you know, every stop, every bucket. But, you know, if we could see the level of intensity the Sixers play with when Joel is out, but, you know, we see that when Joel is actually in the game and we see Joel, you know, playing at that all-defensive level instead of this lazy jogging out to his matchup type of defense, that's just something, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see Joel Embiid blossom this season. It's very early, of course, not even 10 games into the season. And Joel is known for having these slow starts of the year, but I'm starting to get a little impatient. I want to watch Joel Embiid put up his 30 points a game. But nonetheless, let's move on. Um, looking at the Sixers rotation, this is something that's been very interesting. Doc has tried a number of players, almost the entire roster outside of like maybe, what, like Jaden Springer and Furkan Korkmaz, but there's a lot of guys on this team that can get minutes, and we've seen Matisse not play, and now we've seen Matisse start a game. We've seen, you know, Montrez, Paul Reed come back and forth for each other. Looks like Montrez pretty much has that backup center role secured, but 
nonetheless, there's so many ways that the team can go with this rotation. You have a lot of options now. You got P.J. Tucker who, you know, P.J. Tucker can play some backup center. P.J. Tucker can play the four, can play the three. Uh, you got Tyrese Maxey who you can leave out there as the last starter on the floor. You can leave James Harden as the last starter on the floor. You can leave Embiid. And I think at this point, as long as you have one of those three guys on the floor, you can pretty much put together almost any, you know, assortment of players you got the anthony melton that can give you buckets so you don't have that where you're forced to just have a joel Embiid or james harden like one of them always on the court by adding tyrese maxi to that mix of players that you can trust as your first scoring option on the court it opens up a lot of horizons and i would really like to see doc try to experiment with some of this you know maybe try some tyrese maxi with without Harden and without Embiid on the court for a little bit so that they can come in together and dominate, you know, for a stretch of, a stretch of time. You put Tyrese Maxey out there with guys like Melton, with Harrell, guys that can score the ball, but you then put him out there with some defenders, you know, put out Matisse, put out P.J. Tucker. I think lineups like that, you know, you also, Tobias Harris has been sitting long periods of time. Tobias Harris is a player that you could put out there as a second scoring option with Embiid, with with Harden, you know, with, with Maxey. Tobias Harris could be a second scoring option out there on the court. So now you have a huge arrangement of players that you can just sub in, sub out. And I would like to see a little more creativity than uh, what Doc's been doing. I think especially for Joel's sake, uh, creating a little more of that uh, creativity with uh, with lineups where you can put Joel out there with guys who who are great defenders, can help push the pace, and you know maybe you're looking for, for less shots. You know, you get Harden out there with Embiid more, who can obviously set him up better than anyone else on the court. So I think, yeah, ideally, you know, you're going to have to try out some different things because what you have right now, especially with Joel in the lineup, has not been working. And I think Doc has not done a bad job, honestly, this season. I think he's been he's been dealt some tough cards in some of these games. And, you know, just watching them, it seems like, you know, the team has been a little bit lazy. And I don't know if you can put that all on Doc. I don't know who you put that on. Um, but I think that needs to be the first thing that clears up. But anyway, looking forward at this Sixers schedule, um, they got a you know some tough games coming up. They got the Suns, they got two games versus the Hawks, they got the Bucks, and it'll be really interesting to see if the Sixers can uh, string together some big wins. We really need a couple of statement wins. You know, Monday night against the Suns, that'd be a huge win to get. Uh, Friday night against the Bucks, that's a big one. Um, you got the Hawks twice. You know the Sixers history with the Hawks, so. Um, I really want to see Joel Embiid come back, you know, fully healthy from his illness. He's got some rest. He's seen, you know, he's he's played a couple games this season. He's out of his rut or whatever you want to call this this stretch of games from Joel Embiid. And I just want to see the Sixers win together as a team. I don't care, you know, who's scoring the points. I want to see a healthy Sixers lineup playing together, bringing that spark back, getting that energy, because I think that's the one thing they're missing. This Sixers team has not been playing with a lot of swagger. They've not been playing with a lot of camaraderie. It seems a lot of individual basketball, you know, no one's really super passionate, aside from Tyrese Maxey, honestly. And I want to see the passion from Joel Embiid that, you know, we we have seen so much in the past. You know, he gets an ad one, hypes the crowd up. We need some of those vintage Joel moments early in this season, because it's been rough, just to put it frankly, it has not been a super fun experience to watch this Sixers team. And, you know, when you look at the East, you look at teams like the Bucks who are undefeated. The Cavs look incredible. You look at the Celtics. They, they haven't looked incredible, but you know how good they can be. And it's concerning. 
honestly, I, I would not put the Sixers up there as a top three team in the Eastern Conference if you look at how this season has started out. The Cavs look absolutely unbelievable. The Bucks and the Celtics are all honestly better teams. The Heat honestly might be better. And I need to see something from the Sixers that makes me want to put them up there because as of right now, it's really hard to do so. And look, I'm fully optimistic. I think the Sixers will turn it around and it's the first couple games of the season, but I'm just saying it, telling it like it is right now because there's no other thing that you can really do. So anyway, I'm really hoping the Sixers can get back on track, hoping the next episode will have a little bit more of a positive feel, but nonetheless, already a little bit better than the start of the season, getting a couple wins, and you know, gotta appreciate Tyrese Maxey, because he is absolutely doing everything out there, so just a shout out to him, and uh, as always, thank you guys for listening, make sure you keep trusting that process, because I know I will be, and I will be excited to watch the MVP Joel Embiid's bounce back.